golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Hey, hey. how are we doing there? Hey, uh, slow down. Take it easy there on I-4. Relax. We got a good uh, hour of uh, decent radio here for you. And uh, Holly, you're in the driver's seat tonight. You better have something good. Please. There is so much golf to talk about, Rich B. Of course, uh, heading off the third major of the LPGA season this week in Southampton, New York, at Sabonic Golf Club, a great, great golf course designed by Tom Doak and Jack Nicholas. Big stuff happening there and um, some record-setting opportunities for NB Park, who is on a roll, Rich B. This woman... She is uh, just dominating the tour in the in recent months. Um, won the first two majors of the year, including a couple of weeks ago at the LPGA Championship in Rochester, New York. As you know, my hometown, my home course. And um, she has just been on fire. Five wins so far this year. And um, she took over the number one spot in the Rolex rankings earlier in the year from uh, American Stacy Lewis. And this her her impressive play extends back to last season. She's won Richby seven times in her last twenty three LPGA starts, and on top of that, has eight additional top ten appearances over that span. So she's been in the money, what fifteen out of twenty three starts. Pretty impressive. I would say so. And uh, the other big um, uh, news flash is what happened to Yanni Sang. We need to uh, put a. Uh... Nine one one bulletin out. Where where is she? What happened? Well, we're going to we're going to the press uh, center up at Sabonic to talk with one of our golf insiders there in our next segment, and we'll be getting the latest scoop on the U.S. Women's Open. But a big big win over the weekend at the Travelers Championship for uh, all you forty somethings out there still living the dream. Ken Duke, Duke. Can Duking du- it out with Dukier. Chris Stroud. <laughs> with his rocket ballsier golf clubs. You know, that's... Uh, that's what an amazing... You know, you just got to love it. And and hats off to Chris Stroud, too. Played, I mean, uh, chipping in on 18. You know... Just great, great golf. The big point is you're missing uh, ha- uh, visors off. How about Bubba chunking his nine iron? And uh, there should have been a caddy taking a beating right there. I don't know. Well, uh, he, were, he gave his caddy a few words. You know, they were talking, you know, it's been a little muttering about, uh, you know, what's going on between those two. But, uh, uh, you know, this hey, guy's still you know got to hit it. It's a guy, right? That's it's what you would say to it. me, you right? you got to pull it out of the bag. Got to hit the club, Holly G. 
That's what you say to me, Rich B. Oh, you know, there's no sympathy. You know, where sympathy is in the dictionary, uh, you can find uh, a picture of Holly calling in from the halfway house. Come and get me. It's lightning and raining. Please, somebody come oh, and get me. Oh, Friday. Oh, you're Out such at a reunion. Wuss. Oh, I cannot no. believe you. No, come on. We were, so we go out on the Nicholas course. Um, and, and, and some big, big breaking news, actually. The Space Coast Mini Tour. Pro Golf Tour coming back. Whoa. Coming back, Rich B. The J.C. Goosey this Tour. This fall. <laughs> no This kidding. fall, beginning in October. So all you pros out there, uh, heads up. And, um, <clears throat> we're going to be, we're going to be featuring a lot of the Space Coast Tour and talking about it as, uh, it leads up to October. But, um, I was out there trying to play a few holes of golf. And, uh, yeah, we, this, this torrential tropical whatever popped up out of nowhere and we were stuck under um hey. fortunately the comfort house <laughs> <laughs> you know now that and we've you know got... what we were listening to the show i was playing back excerpts you know from what? the show you were looking down when you should have been looking up it it's, was pretty uh, pathetic actually you know and this leads me to a few good uh items now uh, we're talking the heat of the summer we're talking hydration Fixing your ball marks and divots, and please put a bag tag on your golf clubs. You know, this is uh, easily a $1,000 bag of golf clubs, and it doesn't have a name on it. Now, what's going on there? Please spend the $3, get a bag tag with your name on it so somebody can tell who you are. It's important, Rich B. It is. It's very important. I, uh, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't have a bag tag on your bag. And we've got Congressional coming up, the AT&T which uh, is known also as tig- Tigers Tournament. Very uh, busy week. you got the men. Benefits the Folds of Honor and a great, great charity for um, the veterans. And what else, Rich B? U.S. Senior Open Championship. Yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Fox Hello? Chapel. Fox Chapel. Fox Chapel Golf Club. Who was uh, defending Roger, champ? Roger Champman, who won two majors last year right out of nowhere. Uh, British fella, just, uh, just a no-name working man on the European tour, senior tour, comes along and wins two majors last year. Congratulations to him. In, uh, busy week. We got Tigers Tournament Congressional in, uh, our nation's capital. Yeah, and a great feel. Um, minus Justin Rose. Minus Justin Rose, who is a little tired. We can understand that. And uh, I'm sure that was a heavy decision on his part to pull out because I know the players really respect uh, Congressional. But a good field nonetheless. Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, and Jason Day, one of the featured pairings. Brant Snedeker, Hunter Mahan in the group. Ricky Fowler. And how about this pairing? Ken Duke, Billy Bad Pants Horschel, and Nick Watney. You know what? And uh, Tiger Woods is going to be sitting there with uh, Lindsey Vaughn on his arm that she keeps twisting. This is what his problem is. His arm is just not feeling the same. Oh, you think so, huh? Too much. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's maybe he's been carrying her her purse around, or you know. No, I think she's twisting his arm. Let's get married. He don't want to have it. Get out of here. She wants to get married. Ah, oh, come on already. You're going there. It's like you twisted my arm, Holly. No, it's oh, not going to happen. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, this is the longest courtship in uh, the history of golf, I think. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. We have a great lineup tonight. Stay tuned. We've got live from the U.S. Women's Open at Sabonic. Stay with us. Much more coming up. 740 The Game.
quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. <laughs> We're back. The Golf Insider's taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Trying to keep him strapped to his chair tonight. Rich B. And don't, Holly G. Don't eat the steak tips, Holly. Oh, Rich B. I know. Don't eat them. Just we trying had, to tell you. We had a nice little rendezvous at Delmonico's, which actually is from my hometown, which I didn't know. Which we come to find out. I didn't is, know it was uh, the same Delmonico's, but. Old neighborhood. Came from. Originated from Rochester, New York. And you are a bit of a jinx. You know, I'm talking, you jinxed the Bruins that night, and it was over. Ugh. It was the longest night of my life. I know. Trying to get you yes. not to eat the steak tips, but you went and ate them anyway. little garlicky. Talked to me all night. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It wasn't pretty, but, yes, and I know that you are just hard to keep in your chair tonight because the Bruins went down, but uh, I have to say I was rooting for Chicago. <laughs> I was rooting, rooting for, Chicago. for the Blackhawks. Both your producer and your co-host won the Bruins and you root for yeah. Chicago. Come on. I know, and my sister's from Boston, too, so she's probably lighting up my phone right now. Cause, yeah, that's you know, great. We'd love to hear that. And uh, if I hear LeBron James' name one more time, I'm going to kill myself. Scratch my own eyes out. Uh, enough is enough. We digress. <laughs> All right, let's talk golf. And um, third major of the season for the U.S. Women for the LPGA, the U.S. Women's Open, up at Sabonic in South Epton, New York. And we're going to go to a new golf insider to our show, but someone who represents one of our favorite, favorite publications, the E-Zine Global Golf Post, Steve Eubanks. Welcome. Thank you. So great to have you on the show. Tell us what's happening up there in the Big Apple, or outside the Big Apple, you're actually on Long Island. Yeah, actually, uh, about about 90 minute drive from uh, from Manhattan, and uh, you know it's gorgeous up here. I have to tell you, I, I had uh, uh, I had forgotten how beautiful this area of the country really is. You've got Shinnecock uh, right next door. It's uh, it's a fabulous setting. It's a beautiful golf course. If the weather will hold, uh, we're going to have a great championship. Well, Sabonic may not be familiar to a lot of people. It opened in 2006, but certainly our listeners in Florida may have their ears peaked because it was designed by Tom Doak along with Jack Nicklaus, and I used to do some work with Tom uh, years ago. And he has also designed Streamsong here just south of Orlando, a great new course that opened a few months ago. Tell us a little bit about this track, a Lynx design course, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned Stream Song. As I was walking around out here, that was the first thing that came to mind. It's got it's got a very similar look and feel to it. Um, if you if you uh, were just dropped out here and told, oh, you know, C.B. McDonald did this a hundred years ago, you'd say, oh, okay, uh, you would believe it because this it's that kind of layout and uh, you know just the natural terrain. These dunes are spectacular. And, uh, you know, it, I think it's going to be quite a test. It's cer- certainly something different for the women. Well, Tom Doak, also famous for his designs out in Bandon Dunes, um, just one of the most brilliant designers we've had in the last uh, decade, uh, apparently walked the golf course today with Paula Creamer. Yep. Yep. 
I think he was uh, he was out here with Paula. I think he was giving some uh, you know at least some some architectural tips. I'm not sure if there were uh, there was a lot of playing instruction going on, but there were certainly some tips on uh, what the architect had originally intended. Well, tell us about uh, what could be a historic tournament if NB Park wins her third major this year. Um, she's won the last two. She's had five victories already. This woman is on a roll. Don't be surprised if that happens. Um, I have to say, I don't know of anybody in the game that putts like NB Park does right now. I mean, we're talking when she gets on a roll, uh, 60 footers uh, look as though she's going to make them. It's unbelievable. And really, it should be a lesson for everyone. I mean, you put NB Park on the range next to Michelle Wee, Suzanne Patterson, uh, Stacey Lewis, you would think she couldn't make the cut. This is the number one player in the world. She pecks it down the middle, and she makes everything. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's the secret to golf. Some, some may remember when uh, she became the youngest player to win the U.S. Open. I believe it was 2008. She was only 19. And, uh, boy, you know, this, this past year and a half, she has just been on fire. It's been amazing, hasn't it? I mean, really, uh, look, just in the course of this year, I mean, to have won five events, uh, including the last major, uh, and to be the odds-on favorite this week, it, it's really uh, an extraordinary performance. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see her pick up this major and maybe one other event. Well, we've got some uh, popular Americans uh, in the in the top uh, 15, anyway, on the money list of the LPGA. Tell us what their chances look like amongst them. Uh, Stacy Lewis, of course, who's number two. Uh, in the rankings right now on the LPGA Tour, Christy Kerr and, and Paula Kramer. You know, you have to like Stacey's chances given how well she played last week in Arkansas. I mean, I, I think given all the pressure that she was under uh, to be able to come out and do what she did and, and, uh, in that circumstance, hometown crowd, uh, really a lot of pressure that she put on herself trying to win that event. Uh, look, she, she played extraordinarily well and has for some time. So I think that now that the pressure of being number one in the world is off of her, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see her contending on Sunday. We're talking with Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. Yanni Sang, what's going on with her, Steve? She's kind of falling you know, off the map. I, I, I talk about someone who just, how does it go away that quickly? I mean, it really just kind of fell away for Yanni. And it, it, it's a lot of things. I mean, not, not only is she not hitting as many fairways, which which really creates a lot of problems. She isn't putting like she used to. She certainly isn't putting with the confidence that she had when we saw her uh, elevate herself to the number one status in the world. Did she uh, make a swing change or something, or you know, was there was there some leak in oil or something? It looks, it, it looks a little flatter. It looks a little shutter, more shut at the top. Um, I'm not sure if that was a conscientious change or if it was just something that she's uh, she's worked herself into. But, uh, you know, it, it isn't the same golf swing we saw when she was dominating the women's game. Well, we uh, should mention also that the defending champion is Nayeon Choi, popularly called NY, or perhaps this week, New York Choi. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see. NYC will be out there, and she'll have plenty of fans, obviously, from NYC to cheer for NYC. What a delightful and charming young lady. I'll tell you, if you haven't spent any time around her, uh, it's it really worthwhile to follow her, get to know her. You know, she, she is just, she, she's all that. You know, that's what they say about, uh, our gal Holly here, an awful lot, uh, charming and, uh, sweet, you know, and <laughs> she's all the above. Hey, uh, Stephen, uh, you know, uh, from the Golf Insiders, give Brian Hewitt our love. We haven't, uh, talked to him. 
for a little bit. I understand he's a little under the weather. We'd like to say hi, and uh, we'd appreciate that if you do that for us. I'll certainly do it, yeah. How is uh, – tell us some uh, more news about Global Golf Post and what you're covering this week and where our listeners can go check it out. Well, go to globalgolfpost.com. I will be uh, uh, periodically blogging throughout the week, and then, we, of course, our issue comes out first thing Monday morning where you'll get all the coverage from the U.S. Women's Open. Um, tell us also somebody who – just seems to love, love, love the U.S. Open, has, uh, I think, um, had a number of top tens. And, of course, it was her first major, Paula Kramer. She would be another one to keep our eye on. She seems to just love this tournament and always plays her best golf. Well, she always plays her best golf because her game is really tailored for U.S. Open setup. She doesn't miss a lot of fairways. She said it's not incredibly long, and that's been the wrap on Paula and probably why she hasn't won more than she has. Uh, but she, she's very straight, and uh, you know when the putter gets rolling, it, it, she makes a lot of a lot of putts from 20 feet and in. So you know you do that, you're going to play well on tough golf courses, which she has done. We're halfway through the LPGA season. Of course, this is a Solheim Cup year. They'll be playing out in Denver. Um, given the dominance of the international players, how do you think of the the Americans' chances are looking right now, Steve? You know, it's interesting because beyond really the top three, uh, when you take uh, Stacey Lewis and Christy Kerr and uh, Brittany Lincecum, you start going down and, and, and you're, you're like, wow, it, it, it falls off fairly quickly. I mean, you, Jessica Corda obviously is a great player, but, you know, when you get down in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth player, uh, you know, I can tell you there are a lot of Europeans who are not only ranked higher than the Americans, but they're more household names than the uh, than the Americans right now. So, you know, it. it I think that uh, if these were four man teams, we would uh, the, the Americans would would really run away with this. But given where it is uh, and how deep it is, I, I just don't know. It's it's really looking like it might be another another European victory. It's a beautiful golf course, though. Um, Colorado Golf Club is as, fun, as good as you'll find. And you mentioned something about the weather could be a deciding factor at at Southampton uh, uh, this weekend on the on on the island. What what's it looking like? Well, I'm standing outside right now. It's a it's a overcast, uh, kind of warm and muggy. You know, it's perfect thunderstorm weather. I hope we don't get it, but uh, I know that there's a chance that it could blow through. You know, Steve, being seen in the Hamptons at any time of the year, especially during the summer. You know, it's kind of nice up there. Uh, you know, very, uh, very high, uh, very high-end neighborhood you got there. Yeah, certainly, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying being seen here. No <laughs> I even put, I, I put a seersucker jacket on in an attempt to fit awesome. in. So. <laughs> well, I know you've covered golf for a while, Steve. As has your whole team. You got one of the best uh, editorial teams in in golf there at Global Golf Post. What did you think about Ken Duke's victory over the weekend at the Travelers? What a wonderful story. I mean, you know, not, not only uh, a story of perseverance and, and being able to uh, kind of gut it out at the, toward the end, but given all the health issues that he's had over the years, I mean, really, it's a, I think it's a, a, a never-give-up tale, and uh, one I hope people will take a lot of inspiration from that. Well, there are probably still some out there, you know, um, hoping the dream's going to come true, and I'm sure he inspired a whole lot of people, and you're absolutely right. He's just, he's been through a lot. And when you think of how, you know, deep the tour is and how deep it goes, even down into, you know, the web.com tour and a number of the mini tours, it's, you know, just what these guys have to keep, um, you know, giving up, giving up and coming back to, to make it to, uh, 
to the victory circle. It really was a lot of fun. And um, Chris Stroud, uh, you know, also trying for his win, really did not disappoint either. No, I mean it, it wasn't as though uh, you know he fell apart at the end. This was this was a uh, that was a victory that Ken jumped up and got, which I think makes it even more special. Well, we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us, Steve. And um, our listeners can go to globalgolfpost.com to sign up to get your amazing weekly easing. I know it drops every Monday morning, right in time for uh, your cup of Joe. We appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. All right, you listen to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. Stay with us. Dr. Bob Winter is going to get into our heads coming up next. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni. I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make hard. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Rich B. And Rich B, as I mentioned before, it's back. After many years of laying dormant, the Space Coast Pro Golf Tour has been resurrected in a big That's way. unbelievable. Back in the day, the J.C. Goosey Tour, there a lot of great golfers came out of that. Played throughout Central Florida in the 70s and 80s. Alumni such as Kenny Perry, Mark O'Meara, Paul Azinger, wow. Mark Helcavecchia, uh made their initial mark on the SCPGT. And uh, new owners, Brian Schindler and Jeffrey Bernstein, have just been working their tails off to uh, bring back this tour. It's going to include 39 events throughout Orlando, Rich B, beginning in October. And um, a unique um, feature of the tour is going to be its association with none other than Orlando's own Mike Bender. Very, very uh, well-known. He probably known. played a few rounds on that uh, he tour. He did, as a matter of fact. He competed and won during the 80s and went on to play on the PGA Tour. And now, as you know... Uh, coaches some of the best tours, tour players, including uh, Zach Johnson, and um, was one of the top five best teachers, voted one of the best top teachers in America by Golf Digest. So uh, this is really exciting, and uh, it's going to, part of it's going to benefit the Folds of Honor, which, of course, uh, just a terrific, terrific charity that benefits um, veterans and wounded warriors around the country. So very exciting news that the uh, Space Coast Tour is coming back. Hey, do they have a senior division? Yes, they do, Rich B. Whoa, Nelly. And get this. Every purse guaranteed a $5,000 payout. Does that yeah. get your attention? As long as you got 160 players, it's is your, is your, uh, you know, is your wage going to go up here at the Golf Insiders? <laughs> you start you, competing? Hunter's Creek will be one of the host sites, I'll bet. There is a tournament division, senior division consisting of golfers 47 plus, and a super division. I'm not sure, Rich B, if you qualify, 57 plus. Oh! Amateurs with a men's USGA handicap index of three or lower are invited to play. So, pretty exciting stuff here. Stay tuned because we'll be giving you a lot more info. You know what? There's a guy out there. I think uh, he's a famous doctor we have in town. He's played some pretty good golf in his time. This guy can play a little bit. 
And he's going to straighten out your putting, Rich B, because I know it's just you, you've just been depressed lately. And we're going to go directly to one of our favorites, Dr. Bob Winters. Hey, Dr. Bob. Hi, Holly. How are you? Rich, how are you doing? All right. Hey, Dr. Bob, I'm sure you played on a few of these tours around here. You've grind, you've had to grind it, uh, grind it out a few times. I have, you know, and I've, I've been very fortunate to, uh, take a lot of the, you know, the highs and the lows and actually, uh, turn those into some positives for, you know, many of my up and comers and for many of my people, you know, all across the globe. So I think sometimes it's just great to have, uh, an empathic awareness. And, uh, I've always said, if you're going to talk the talk, you better be able to walk the walk. And uh, I think that sort of gives me a kind of an insider's view as to really what you know you need to do when the pressure's on. Well, uh, Rich B needs a little mental juice here from you, Doctor Bob. Last week he said he was uninspired. He seems to be a bit in the dumps about his game. He he needs a, a little Doctor Bob counseling. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, it's always about motivation. And uh, you have to ask yourself, am I playing to play great or am I just playing not to screw up? Uh, am I trying to play, you know, without making a mistake? And, and one of the things we know is that when you really sort of, you know, try so hard and want it so bad is that you end up, you know, sabotaging your, your talent. And, and that's really when we play our very best golf. We're out there and we have sort of a carefree attitude. But we're motivated because we want to, you know, see how good we can play. And sometimes you've got to balance that. It's a real nice balancing act. So, Rich, just uh, just keep your head up and uh, take a one shot at a time, and let's move down the fairway because the next shot's always going to get you going. We're talking to Dr. Bob Winters, one of the leading sports performance psychologists and mental coaches in the game right here in Orlando. Tell us about some of the players you're working with right now. Well, I'll tell you what, we've had, you know, just an awesome, awesome week. Um, you know, obviously we've got the U.S. Women's Open Championship up at Southampton, New York at Sevenac Golf Club, which is a great Nicholas and uh, Tom Dope design. And I've got several girls up there, and I've just been, you know, sort of texting and talking with them this week. You know, Chris Tamulis, you know, a sort of a Florida native. Uh, she's up there playing uh, Japanese girl, Chi Aramura. Uh, he Young Park from, you know, South Korea. Some really, really strong names. I've got just a, a whole bunch of wonderful players up there, to name a few. Uh, and that's, you know, I'm really looking forward. This is going to be a great, you know, U.S. Women's Open Championship. But It sure past, is. This past week I've had, you know, one of my players, uh, his name's Brooks Kepka, comes from West Palm Beach, Florida, who won his third European Tour Challenge event. He now has automatic status now on the European tour. And he also, you know, had about two hours sleep after winning his his third European tour challenge event. And they had international field qualifying uh, for the final uh, there in England for the Muirfield British Open that's coming up here in a few weeks. And he actually shot uh, 69-66 and won that qualifier. So he's now in the British Open. So a lot of great things happening for Brooks Kepka, And so I'm going to have Brooks Kepka playing in the British Open. Another one of my players, Brian Davis, right here, one of Orlando's own, you know, comes from London, England. But, I mean, Brian's, you know, called the States his home for many years now. He's doing some great work, improving every week, getting more solid. And uh, he's playing this week at, uh, at Congressional 
for the AT&T, and he's, you know, just getting better and sort of tapering and getting himself, you know, groomed, you know, for Muirfield because he loves it over there. So it's it's just, you know, we've got a lot of great things going on, Holly, and uh, as you and I were talking the other day, um, you know, I have a new book that's coming out this year, and I have a new golf profile that's now, you know, available to all the masses, and it's it's just, you know, we're we're really busy, and we're just doing good stuff. You know, we've seen, uh, you know, two great, great gentlemen and terrific champions break through in the majors so far this year. Adam Scott at the Masters and, of course, Justin Rose a few weeks ago at the U.S. Open at Marion. Uh, we've got the Women's Open this weekend. How do you work with players? You know, we talk about this a lot, you know, and the players do, too. The the difference in the pressure, you know, in playing in a major and, um, obviously, you know, you looked at Justin coming down that final couple of holes, 17 and 18, uh, you know, just his focus and, and just his, uh, you know, visualization that it seemed that he was doing and breathing to keep himself present in the moment really was just an amazing finish. Don't you think? Well, you know, I, I think it's, I think it is amazing. Anytime you have a great finish like that, especially at a storied, uh, historical place like Marion. Uh, but Justin, you know, and I've had the fortune, great fortune in this, his early part of his career to work with him. And he's doing you know, some great work here, but staying in the moment. But that's the biggest thing right now. You could talk about all the, you know, relaxation, the deep breathing and visualization exercises you want. But I think more than anything, you have to start with sort of this core belief, this personal playing philosophy that says, if it is to be, it, it has to begin and end with me. And you have to have this philosophy that says, I'm going to play golf. Because if you make your perception bigger than the actual physical task, uh, the, the game overwhelms you. I mean, that's the whole point about U.S. Open, the U.S. Women's Open, the British Open, the Masters. The players that end up winning are the players that really stay composed, really stay in the moment, and they take it shot by shot. If they start to project forward into the future, what it can mean, what what this could actually mean to history, and, and start to put on the green jacket, start, you know, the whole declare it jug, uh, they are not there in the present moment. And so, you know, staying in the moment, having that philosophy, but also what I always tell my players, Holly, is that someone is going to win this thing. And if you're good enough to be in the open field, then you're good enough to win it. And that's what you have to believe, because it is a mentality before it becomes a reality. And this is something I always tell my players, never won anything, whether it be a junior player, college player, or pro player. Anyone who wins any big tournament the first time has to think, act, and believe they could win that tournament the first time. And it's almost as we listen to Ken Duke, we listen to Justin, uh, winners over the last couple of weeks, both of them were talking about, I, I always believed it would happen. I didn't know when it was going to happen. You know, as we're kids, we always think about you know, winning these big events, yep. your first major title, your first PGA championship. But you have to think it and believe it before it becomes reality. What do you find is the one thing you see that most amateurs make a mistake? You know, is it blowing up after they have a triple, blowing up after they have a, a three-putt? What, what do you find is the biggest mistake, you know, amateur golfers do to take themselves out of a good round? Well, that's the first thing. They talk about score. I mean, 
Holly, you know, when you and Rich come in from around the golf, people don't ask you, hey, did you stay emotionally composed? Did you play one shot at a time? That's not what they ask. <laughs> the first thing they ask is, what'd you shoot? And so we become so obsessed with score, making par, trying to, you know, shoot a certain score, having a target number, that we forget the most important number in golf is one. And it's the one shot you're facing right now. And that's what a Justin Rose or a Kari Webb or the best players in the game, that's what they do. They stay in the moment and they play the shot that they're facing presently. Great advice. Thank you, Dr. Bob. As always, tell our listeners where they can go find out more, your new book and any clinics you've got coming up. Well, you know, fantastic. Thanks, Holly and Rich. It's, you can go to www.drbobwinters.com. That's D-R-B-O-B winters.com. Or you can even check out my new mental game profile at www.drbobprofile.com. And they can get a hold of me there, and I uh, would love to hear from them. And we're always, you know, willing to help. Great stuff, Dr. Bob, at the David Ledbetter Academy. And right here in Orlando, we always love spending time with you. Thank you so much, Dr. Bob. Thank you, Holly. Thanks, Rich. Bye-bye you're, now. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Jeff Shane from PGATour.com coming up next. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G along with Rich B. As I mentioned in the last segment, Rich, it's back. The Space Coast Pro Golf Tour presented by Edwin Watts Golf. Guaranteed $5,000 payout every tournament. It's going to be really exciting kicking off in October. And if you want to learn more, go to SpaceCoastProGolfTour.com. That's SpaceCoastProGolfTour.com. And also, Rich B., heads up to all who uh, were hoping to play in the Monday after the major event, the Heathrow Open, that unfortunately got postponed due to rain. Uh, 740 The Game presents the rain date, which will be Monday, July 15th at Heathrow Country Club. So if you hadn't planned on playing or you were going to be out of town, this is a great opportunity. Um, Only 55 bucks. It includes the whole shebang, golf cart, range balls, if you're lucky, a few beers, if Rich B. doesn't drink them all, and the post-tourney award ceremony. Don't be left out. Sign up. Call the clubhouse, 407-842-1452. And if you've already paid... You're golden. You're golden. You're uh, ready to go. Call up the uh, pro shop. Let them know you're coming. And uh, that should handle that. It's like a rain check. Absolutely. So uh, I guess, Rich B., I don't know. We may be teeing it up, huh? Maybe teeing it up, or I might be teeing it up in the Florida Senior Open qualifier. Ooh, another big, another big tourney. Yeah, in you know your... what? And uh, two weeks in a row, we've had psychologists on the uh, show. So, so how you feeling? I'm wondering if you're actually trying you to help me. Are you inspired yet? Are you inspired? <laughs> are you really trying to help I'm, me? <laughs> I'm, you know, hoping you'll start bringing home some bacon, you know, so that um, oh, I don't yeah. have to eat sirloin tips at the bar anymore oh, on my. Saturday night. Oh, man. Anyway, a guy who is uh, filet mignon when it comes to our golf insiders and uh, just 
one of the best at covering the tour, our very own Jeff Shane on the line. Hey, Jeff. So are you trying to confuse him or, or, or cure him? You know, and it's an ongoing thing. This isn't going to happen overnight. It took me a long time to get this way, Jeff, as you know. Which way? Uh, a mental case? Just, uh, just you know, borderline uh, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> borderline. Oh, boy, that's for sure. Uh, so exciting stuff over the weekend, Jeff, with Ken Duke winning. Um, but uh, Bubba Watson uh, doing a lot of grumbling with his caddy there on 15. What did what'd you think yeah. about all that? <laughs> I think that uh, he's feeling some pressure. I, I think that uh, he's definitely not had the year that uh, he had anticipated. And I think when you win a major championship, you do subconsciously put extra pressure on yourself. Graham McDowell's talked about it. Other players have talked about it. You put pressure on yourself to play like a major champion and to stop playing like your run-of-the-mill PGA Tour golfer, which in many cases is still pretty darn good. And uh, I, I just think that uh, it was it, it was one of those things that happened, wrong place, wrong time, and you know, Ted Scott kind of committed one of those sins that you just don't do with your boss, and that's convince him to take a club and hit a club that he doesn't want to hit and then have it turn out to be the wrong club. What was the club? A nine iron? Nine iron. <laughs> nine, iron. nine iron, yeah. Come on, Bubba. You can't yeah. hit a nine iron. What's up with that? Yeah, what was it? Was uh, it was buck sixty, one hundred sixty yards? But anyway, you know, and that's the uh, the classic confrontation, the the caddy and the player. Uh, you know, and uh, as a player, uh, you know, I would much rather do my own selection. Give me the yardage, please. You know, then go from there. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, sometimes these guys, you know, make good decisions. You know, as far as the caddies are concerned, talking the guy off the ledge or about doing dumb things. And, um, you know, uh, Jeff, you know, this goes all the way back to Bones and Phil. Exactly. You know, the <laughs> Bones needed to guide him into the clubhouse one of these years at a U.S. Open for a victory. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's a fine line, definitely. And, yeah, I've heard players, many players say, look, if I make the wrong club selection and I hit it poorly over the green or, or hit it way short or whatever, if it was my selection, I can live with it. I just have a real hard time living with it when I've been talked into that club. And uh, I think that's where, where Bubba and Ted Scott were uh, over the weekend. And, and yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, Bones probably does need to exert power. And uh, as I understand, they do have the one veto rule uh, over the course of the year. Bones is allowed to overrule his boss one time over the course of the year, and of course it probably should have uh, the 2006 edition probably should have been on the tee at Wingfoot, number 18, but uh, yeah, that's all hindsight too. Maybe also on 18 at Marion. Uh, he seemed to overcook that shot a little bit too. Got lucky with the lie he had, and then, you know, still uh, still trying to put it in from out in the fairway. Yeah, that, that's a tough one too. And uh, uh, but obviously, it's the one that at, at Wingfoot that everybody is going to remember for years and decades, absolutely centuries even to come. So, so looking at congressional, uh, Tiger's out, but um, word has it that he's going to be ready to go for Muirfield in the um, Open Championship or the British Open, as we say here. 
Uh, looking at the tournament this week, a pretty distant field, Jeff. Um, anybody standing out for you? Ricky Fowler's been in the mix. Like to see him break through. Yeah, but Ricky's you know, good finish last week actually came on the strength of a Sunday 64. So he was coming from way off the pace and playing way before the lead groups uh, on Sunday last week. Uh, two guys, three guys really, that, that jump out at me. One is Jason Day, who uh, not only was eighth last year at the AT&T National, but remember he was second at the U.S. Open a couple of, we- uh, a couple of years ago behind Rory McIlroy at Congressional. So I think he's got uh, a game that seems to have been tailored for it. Hunter Mahan uh, in the four AT&T Nationals at Congressional has never finished worse than 12th at the 36-hole lead last year. The only thing that worries me about Hunter is that after being in contention at Marion, he played last week at Travelers. Yeah, is he getting a little again. burnout, you think? It's certainly possible, and that's that's the one thing that worries me there. Uh, and then Adam Scott, I think, uh, is also in a good position. Uh, last year, uh, everybody remembers that it was Tiger and Bo Van Pelt down the stretch uh, at Congressional, but one shot behind Bo Van Pelt was Adam Scott in third place. So I think those are the three guys that I'm looking at this week. Aside from the uh, bad pants on the final round of the U.S. Open, <laughs> Billy Horschel, how about him? Um most recent PGA Tour leading seven top tens and a tie for fourth at the U.S. Open, ranks eighth in total driving. I mean, he's lighting things up. You think he's got another uh, possibility here coming after his win? It, it certainly wouldn't surprise me, and I, I really think that we're going to see a lot more of Billy uh, as we go down the road of his career. I, I've always liked his game, and, and the real question has been, can he harness that fire inside and keep from volcanoing uh, at critical times on the golf course. And he's been working uh, with sports psychologists to try and take the lumps of golf uh, a little less personally. And I thought the way he handled himself uh, on Sunday at Marion really showed a lot of improvement because if you remember, uh, Marion was not kind to him in those first six holes and he fell uh, down the chart uh, quite a bit, but he didn't let it get to him. He made up some of those shots where yeah, he, he hung in there in the middle holes and wound up finishing in a tie for fourth. And I think that that was a very significant. It wasn't a victory, but it was a personal uh, accomplishment for Billy Horschel to get through what was going to be a tough round in contention and keep his even keel. You've just got a minute left, Jeff. So who uh, who are you picking for Sunday to hold up the trophy? I'm going to pick Adam Scott. I think that uh, it's a ball strikers course, and uh, Adam obviously is one of the best ball strikers out there. I'd like to see Brant Snedeker bounce back. You think he's um, still kind of suffering from the injury, or what's going on there? Well, not only is he dealing with the injury, but he's trying to deal with the cause of that injury, and he's having to administer shots to himself to try and build up the strength uh, in his bones, particularly in his ribs, so that he'll stop suffering these rib injuries. And I'm not sure where he is in that process. Well, uh, it's going to be another great weekend of golf between the Women's U.S. Open and the Congressional event, and the seniors uh, have their tournament in Pennsylvania. Who are you picking for the U.S. Open, Women's Open, Jeff, and we'll let you go. It's going to be hard to uh, uh, go against NB Park at, at this rate. Uh, not only is she a former Women's Open champion, but uh, she's what? Got what, four five victories. Six starts? Yeah, she's on fire. It's amazing. All right, Jeff Shane, thank you so much. Check him out at PGATour.com. We love 
Love to hear from you. Thanks so much, Jeff. Lots of golf to watch this week. You've got uh, coverage of the Women's U.S. Open on NBC. You've got the Congressional AT&T on CBS. All kinds of coverage on the Golf Channel. We love you, our listeners. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to the Golf Insiders. We're out of here.